0: Tyler, turned the (laughs) metronome on.
1: Mistake. Hang on. Did we do
0: it? Yeah. Fixed.
1: Okay. Welcome Welcome to to Best Sellers.
0: Sellers. That'll get the people listening for sure.
1: They're all tuned in. They're all tuned in. If they weren't before,
0: they said in unison. (laughs) We're here for it um should we tell the people what this podcast is we probably should right that's good mm-hmm. context mm-hmm.
1: um how do we begin so uh, i had a friend i should probably be close to the mic i had a friend who had an idea for this podcast uh and she lives in boston and she's a poor planner and we tried <laughs> many times to shout make this out pod- to a she is a teacher and has no time and so we tried many times to make this work and it did not happen. And then on a trip to Santa Barbara, Maddie and I had an epiphany on the train. On the train, the Amtrak
0: mm-hmm.
1: Starlight
0: Express. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's Coast Starlight Starlight yes. Expresses. The
1: Coast Starlight. We had an different. epiphany. Where we both realized that this would be a perfect subject for a podcast that we could both do. Mm-hmm, and so we, we take from her We cut her out of the process. Mm-hmm. We're no longer speaking. We
0: called her on the spot. We said, you're dead to us.
1: Yeah. And we were like, you know, we value profit over friendship. Mm-hmm. And there's potential profit in this podcast.
0: I would say, of the things that brought us together, Tyler, profit was probably the main thing. Yeah.
1: Maddie saw me as a money cow, and she was like, "I, I have to jump cow. right
0: on this." <laughs> Not a cash cow, <laughs> no money cow, but a money cow. Should cash we cow tell is trademarked. We met each other?
1: Do we remember? I know. Yeah, we. It was do. the page program. Yeah, it was the
0: page program. What else?
1: I didn't know if there was
0: a specific <laughs> moment. Oh, maybe you had in mind. Well, we met because I don't remember that. We probably met. Okay, Tyler and I were in the page program. Yeah, we both had assignments in. Events.
1: Should we break down what the page program is? No. No. <laughs> cool. Leave it a mystery. I can't think of anything more <laughs> terrible. Anyways. I'm Maddie Dunkelberg. Names would be important. I'm Tyler Vendetti. And we
0: are two little bisexual freaks.
1: Queers. Queers. And we, back to the podcast, wanted to do a podcast. And we were like, what Mm -hmm. do we have in common? We like wine, and we like Mm -hmm. books, Mm -hmm. and we like being in the closet. (laughs) And we were like, how do we... We we were in the closet.
0: We were both in the closet. We were both in the closet.
1: Uh, And so this, we were like, how do we combine all of these things? And we were like, how do we also do that with a pun? Mm -hmm. And we came up with this, bestsellers, which Mm -hmm. the premise of the podcast is that we take... A book from the bestseller list, the New York Times bestseller list, every week.
0: And we press a little... We'll see.
1: (laughs) We'll see how (laughs) fast
0: we can (laughs) read. We'll see how fast we can read, uh, how fast I can listen. Um, And we press the little wheel app on my phone, Yeah. and it tells us which number on the bestseller list we will choose.
1: Yeah, so it's totally randomized. Totally
0: random. I don't know which...
1: We're not influenced by any people trying to bribe us.
0: Except for the New York Times. Except for the New York Times. We're welcome to sponsor you. We're money. welcome to sponsor you. <laughs> we will give you all that we have. <laughs> Which is not much. Because we have much. to pay
1: for the closet renovation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, so we choose a book from the bestseller mm-hmm. every week. And we read it. And then we drink a lot. We do. We Hypothetically.
0: We had... Almost a full bottle of wine. We did. It was. Well, I had a little bit yesterday, and then we had the rest of it. Um, It was a wine from Boducker Wines, or Papa's Wine Company, whatever you want to call it. We'd
1: give it the exact name, but we're currently locked in the closet. We
0: are locked in the closet. I did take a picture. It's... uh, (laughs) You know what, we can't Cue move. the crash. We can't move or I'll <laughs> knock over this goblet that I was drinking the wine out of. But it's a beautiful wine, Portland, Oregon, Pappas Wine Company, um, Bodecker wines, but I think this is an old label, whatever. It's a Pinot Noir. Imagine yourself drinking it as you listen to the podcast. In the future, we might try to tailor the drink to the book.
1: We might. And we might describe, like, the flavors and really make it, like, a full character profile on yeah. the wines. We might. We might. Or we might not. Fuck around and find out. <laughs> Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Um, so we have no structure for this. No, we're really just going to wing it and see what you mm-hmm. guys like. We've got some ideas. Yeah, we're going to give it a shot. We do have
0: a book that we read.
1: We do. We should probably introduce the first book. The book is the Midnight, Midnight Library. Library by Matt. Hi. Hey, Hi. 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 Matt. Hi. H. H. <laughs> hey. Matt H. H. He's a good writer. Um, And we have some questions and some activities. Should we start by giving
0: a brief overview of the book?
1: Do you want to do
0: it? Sure, I'll do it this time. Do it. So, (laughs) this is a book. Okay. Um, Basically, the premise of this book is the main character, Nora, having a no good, very bad day, and she decides to kill herself. So we'll get into that. But once she does decide to take her own life, then she gets transported to this magical library uh, where there is a librarian from her childhood, godlike figure who shows her that every book is a possible life she could have lived if she had done something slightly differently. She has a book of regrets that she can revisit. All these regrets lead to different lives. Um, So we go through, we get little... Snippets of her experiencing all these different lives. She's dropped in. Yes. Current mind into this life. Very confusing.
1: Um, because she's sort of in this limbo state. She <laughs> has... Again, trigger, but she overdosed, and she is in sort of a coma-like state, and Mm -hmm. so as she's in this library, she has the opportunity to try all these different lives, and if she likes one, she can just continue living it, and eventually, she will forget about this library, and it will be as if this has always been her life.
0: Allegedly. Allegedly. There's a lot of holes. Yes. But, um, yeah, so she, she lives all these lives, she finds one she really likes, but of course... Something's missing, even from the best life. Of course. Um, ultimately, she is drawn back into her real life. She does not die. She decides to embrace the life she is living, and she doesn't forget the midnight library ever, which we'll talk which about. Which is suspicious. Suspicious to me. Um, so that's the that's the basic um, premise of this book. And I will
1: say, my very first thought that I wanted to bring up is that I feel like, <laughs> for all the book's flaws. It does fit into the cultural zeitgeist of the moment, because Mm -hmm. we are post-COVID, sort of, Mm. (laughs) post-hardcore COVID, Uh, and I feel like in the air there is this feeling of people asking what if, what if they could, you know, because during the pandemic we were all inside and Mm -hmm. we were all thinking a lot about our lives and what we wanted out of it and where we saw it going. And so you are getting all these movies, like, Everything Everywhere All at Once, mm-hmm. and a lot of these movies that tackle that question, right, of, like, mm-hmm. what could we be doing with our lives? And I feel like this fits in that Yeah, bucket.
0: that is so true that, like, I mean, it's kind of like how sci-fi goes in waves. I mean, this is a little little sci-fi, a touch of sci-fi, you know, where you get, like, uh, uh, you know, or, or action-adventure stories, you get a lot of, like... Um, I'll remember this word that I'm looking for, which is quicksand. Quicksand, like, there's this whole thing about quicksand where, like... Is this it a was, trope? Like, is this a name a of, like, a... N- no, really? I'm talking about literal quicksand. A literal sand. Okay. <laughs> in, in, like, cool, cool. books, movies, there was, like, a period of time when that was, like, a really popular trope. Um, and it w- kind of, like, symbolized, like this fear of, I don't know, I'm half remembering a theory I heard on another podcast, but then there's, you know, like, and then we'll have a lot of stories about space, and then Mm. we'll have a lot of stories, so, like, kind of the, you know, the tropes that we see in media kind of reflect the, whatever, like, um, catastrophes going on in our lives. Yes,
1: I was having this conversation today, this is gonna be a bit of a digression, Mm -hmm. digression? Digression.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, words. But earlier today I had a meeting with somebody and I was talking to them about, um, film adaptations and we were talking about the movie The Ring. It's based on a Japanese film, which is based on a Japanese book, and we were talking about how American fears seep into our media Specifically with Japan and with this adaptation, if you ever watch The Ring, the American version... I will. What you will see is there's a lot of water mixed with technology. And Mm. that movie, what they did is they took the Japanese fear of water because Japan is constantly hit by tsunamis Tsunamis. as being this like island nation. Who is that? (laughs) She's the backup voice. Tsunamis. Tsunamis. Um, Japan is constantly hit with water, and so they have like this national fear of water. Um and America has a fear of technology and so they blend it together in this movie and we get all of these cultural fears Mm. seeping into our media and I feel like to bring it full circle that's what we get in the book.
0: I think you're right I mean like we do I feel like we get a kind of like what is heaven book every five years or something like um, I was remembering as I was reading this that my entire school did a like school wide read of the five people you meet in heaven five people you meet in heaven is like guy dies he goes to heaven and it's like five important people from his past. Um, that I would like... never have guessed. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> but it was a lot like that slash It's a Wonderful Life slash yeah, Christmas Carol. I mean, yeah. Slash. Uh, right. Elmo Saves Christmas, which is also based on It's a Wonderful <laughs> Life, which is based on Christmas Carol. Do
1: you watch that every year?
0: I used to. The staple in your household? I used to. Okay. With Harvey in it. Who? Harvey Fierstein? Who? Famous man, Harvey Firestein. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm going to Google this later. He talks
0: like this. So, like, the Grinch? No. Oh, okay, well, Tyler's going to show me the ring, and I'm going to show her the collected works of Harvey Firestein. He's a gay icon. Um, he sings a song, and Elmo says Christmas, because he plays the Easter Bunny, right? And sure. Elmo wishes that it were Christmas every day. Instead of dying Because you can't Elmo cannot kill himself Um, (laughs) Elmo would not relate to this book Try as he might Um, And Harvey Farris As the Easter Bunny Cannot get work Because Elmo has wished That every day is Christmas And so he sings a song That goes Buy yourself an Easter egg For Christmas And Tyler doesn't know this But that was a perfect Harvey Farris
1: impression. (laughs) We will edit in a comparison of the two
0: yeah, later. We yeah, we will. Did you realize that in this book, okay. she lives in Bedford, England. England, not Bedford, <laughs> Massachusetts. No. It's a Wonderful Life takes place in Bedford Falls. Ooh! Okay, so maybe it's a callback to that? And maybe Christmas Carol takes place in Bedford, too. I don't fucking know. It's actually all in the same universe. It's all in <laughs> the same <laughs> universe. In, so in the universe of this book, <laughs> Christmas Carol is a real thing that happened. It's just history. Yeah, yeah it's canon. It's canon. Okay. Um, wow. Okay, so... But, I okay, back to what you were saying. It really does... Zeitgeist. It's in the zeitgeist. I was just talking to my therapist about how, like, everyone is either, like, moving, getting a new job, leaving a job, breaking up, getting together with someone. Like, there is a lot. Yeah. I guess there's always a lot happening in the world. I do feel like
1: COVID, and I don't want to beat this dead horse even more, but I feel like COVID has shook up a lot of things for people. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because, again, we were isolated in our houses for so long that we were forced to look inside and figure out what we wanted and so people are just blowing up their life and letting the dust settle and see what happens yeah and I feel like this speaks to that I think
0: so was this written during the pandemic though? I think it was that's a good question I feel like it was probably released in 2019
1: (laughs) yeah you know what
0: we're gonna fact check this okay well you know what (laughs) the author of this book Matt H has written a book which I believe is a memoir Oh, called oh. reasons not to die. Oh, so this is like there's an autobiographical
1: thread in here.
0: Yeah, and I thought about looking up the book, and I didn't. I didn't look. Well, you it clearly
1: up. looked it up because you know the name. Well,
0: I looked. I I looked at. <laughs> it's a
1: blatant lie. <laughs> <laughs> we hold ourselves
0: to high standards on this podcast. Okay. okay. I <laughs> I I think it was on the like book jacket or something. Deer I didn't actually headlights. look at the book jacket because I read the audiobook. Uh,
1: you read the <laughs> audiobook? God
0: damn it. Tyler's <laughs> trying to catch me out in a lie. The book is 47 years old. His the spouse? memoirs?
1: The memoir is forty seven? No, the <laughs> oh, you're right, <laughs> I say that. Like how old is this man?
0: He's mad to age. Is forty-seven. <laughs> he wrote a memoir at seven he, he writes speculative fiction maybe he didn't write a book
1: called... another live from he maddie did, dunkelberg
0: he, he, he did write a book called the girl who saved christmas based on elmo saves christmas oh wait <laughs> anyway um reasons to stay alive he wrote in 2015 and that is a memoir about him living with depression and anxiety which, I gotta say, is surprising. As a person with depression and anxiety, finding out that this book is written by someone with depression and anxiety, surprising to me. Because, to go back to the book. Yeah. In every life this woman leads, she's on a different antidepressant. I don't know if you know how antidepressants work. Do tell. But I, I, have, to, I have to assume... That she has the same brain chemistry in all of these realities.
1: That's a good point. I feel like if she was testing out a different antidepressant in every life... Yes. We should be hearing more about the side effects.
0: We should be hearing more about the side effects in each life. Some of the lives she didn't wasn't on antidepressants, and I was like, well, that's fucking dumb. Does she have withdrawal? I'm like, okay, so she has a husband in this one. She doesn't need antidepressants anymore? That's a troubling I message to send. I believe that. God bless him on his, his journey. Anyway, so... God bless him. <laughs> Hashtag blessed. Hashtag blessed. Uh, so he does definitely have experience with this kind of thing. So it's it's not written by someone who is just imagining um, a fun and magical time with mental illness, which yes. I appreciate. <laughs> uh, okay, so how did you feel about um, the portrayal of mental illness? are starting off with some light strong. questions.
1: Um thought it was... I thought it was fairly accurate. I mean, I am not at the point in my mental health journey where I am having suicidal ideation, so I cannot speak yes, to I the mean. accuracy of those.
0: I am very lucky. I will, yeah, I will say I I shouldn't um, speculate on that because I, I have never struggled with that. I've struggled with a lot of other var- varieties of mental illness. And I will say, I did love, right off the bat, in the first chapter... She's talking to um, this guy, and there's a line that says, "Only the sertraline stopped her crying." And as someone on sertraline, that resonated <laughs> with me. <laughs> I
1: didn't realize they actually named her. Oh, they her oh, antidepressant no. you now.
0: They she she was on like fluoxetine. I think I've been on that too. I like that was kind of a a little. Um, a little in joke for anyone who's been on antidepressants.
1: <laughs> if you know you lives. know. She
0: had different I mean, listen, I guess I've tried different ones in my life, so...
1: I'm in the process of trying
0: different are ones. You? It's quite a journey. I'm excited for <laughs> you. Can
1: I actually, um, if you want to sponsor us, you can. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, shout out to Gene's site. There's something that I just recently ordered that should be coming in the mail tomorrow. <gasps> oh my god,
0: are you doing the test that tells I you I am what, doing oh the my test. God. So,
1: um, folks, I am on TikTok, and on TikTok, there was a video that popped out. Um, because everything on the internet is accurate and you should trust all of it, mm-hmm. uh, but there was a video popped up for a company called Genesight that lets you I think it's a finger prick, mm. but you prick your finger mm. you get a little bit of blood um, and they basically run a bunch of tests and they tell you genetically uh, the medications that work best for your body and they'll they'll break it down by like categories, so they have anxiety depression, ADHD I think is also mm-hmm. on there, and they have a couple of other sort of buckets um, and so if you're somebody that is struggling with any of these things And you hate cycling through all the different options um, Amen they <laughs> Hallelujah It will tell you The one that hypothetically fits for you so.
0: God, if that works
1: We should all be so lucky we I don't know why nobody's talking about it more Because as somebody who's done this for like
0: A couple of years, yeah. it's exhausting It fucking sucks, so I guess, you know what, what? Thanks Matt H, you're right <laughs> In every different life, I probably am on a different antidepressant. Because we're all
1: trying to figure yeah. it out. Well,
0: we have a couple of subjects to discuss. So, yeah, discuss. Let's, let's dive into your questions. Okay.
1: <clears throat> I'm going to break down the categories I have. Yes. We can talk about what's on your agenda. Okay. Um, but just to lay it all out, the categories that I have come up with are serious discussion questions that aren't mine. So these are ones that I <laughs> okay. pulled off the internet. Category two is serious discussion questions that are mine. hmm and then third category is silly discussion questions <laughs> that are also unfortunately mine <laughs> so we can dive into any
0: and all. i'm excited and i'm excited for you the listener because Tyler is famously really good at discussion questions we did used to be in a real life book group um in which Tyler always finished the book with time to spare came up with discussion questions and I almost never finish the book.
1: My favorite part of the book club was texting Maddie an hour before the book club was supposed to start, just to confirm that she was coming, only to get a text back saying, yeah, I have like half the book left. I'm, I think I can maybe finish it, so I'll see you in an hour.
0: Yeah. In the carousel of mental illnesses, I have... I do have ADHD, so...
1: <laughs> so I can't blame her too much, um, but it was funny. But yeah. What I think I'm going to do is I'm going to popcorn between serious (gasps) questions and silly questions. Just to keep it light. I love it. Here we go. Why do you think Miss Elm is the person that Nora sees as her spirit guide? Is it because Mm. this is the last time she felt (coughs) happiness, so this person stuck with her? And then as a follow up question, just to think on, Mm. who would your spirit guide be if you were in this world?
0: And what would be your in-between place? Okay. So, so, in the book, the in-between place is different for each person. For her, it's a library. For someone else, it's a it's a VHS rental store. That's right. um, but the person... Okay, I think it was Miss Elm, because, like, that was a person in her life. I'm, I'm taking it literally. <laughs> um, who helped guide her emotionally through a tragedy. Mm. Okay. And so when her subconscious thought of someone who could lead her through a period of uncertainty. She conjured up Miss Elm.
1: Mm, it's almost like that trauma stuck in her brain.
0: Yeah. You know? yeah,
1: It's interesting. I had a slightly different read. My read on it was that was the last time she felt love and at peace. And this whole book is about finding love and being at peace with mm. your life. Because right, I think that was... That the very first scene of the book is her, as a child, hanging out with Miss Elm in the library, and then, like, five seconds later, she gets a phone call that her dad died, Mm -hmm. right? And so that is the last moment of happiness that she feels. Yeah. And so I feel like maybe that's, she's
0: clinging to that, or her subconscious is maybe
1: clinging to that.
0: Or, like, it's the last moment before she felt regrets. It's like the yeah. last moment before like the splinters happened mm. in her life. It's almost like the last moment of in- innocence, innocence. Innocence,
1: right? yeah. Before she Innocence.
0: Lost her. <laughs> before she lost her
1: innocence. Mm. It was stolen by the world. Yeah. So that was my takeaway. Mm-hmm. But with that in mind, with that interpretation, what would be who would be your spirit guide? And what would your midnight library be? I can give you mine. If you need time to yeah, clean. you you go first. <laughs> because I prepared these questions so I yeah. had answers. Hopefully she never listens to this. Um, so my spirit guide, I think, would be one of my high school English teachers. Uh, because she it was one of the first people where, when I watched her teach, she had a passion for what she was doing. And that felt inspirational to me, to see somebody that was so happy with what they were doing with their life. And I was like, I want that. And then... I went to college to be an English teacher, and I took one teaching class, and I was like, absolutely not. Uh, And I completely left that path. But that just seeing the passion in that person was inspiring to me. So I feel like she would be my spirit guide because she she was also, like, Mm. you know, the head of all the clubs that I was in because I just wanted to be close to her at all times because I'm crazy. Um,
0: You're not... Okay, we were similar kids. I also had a lot of teachers where I was like, I'm going to glom on to you, and you're (laughs) going to guide me through... um, I think that, like, real life, in real in reality, like, the person who would show up is probably, like, um, one of my parents. But I think my book answer...
1: Wait, which parent?
0: Oh, Choose a favorite. I'll never tell. <laughs> but my book answer is also a teacher. She's, like, the first person who comes to mind as, like, a, a formative guide you know for me where she was a college professor shout out kelly leon hallworth (laughs) um and she was a spanish teacher of mine and i used to go to her for office hours all the time and like i decided to do a minor she was like an advisor i went to all the time and she was the one who was like you seem like you really like doing this why don't you just do it and i was like Mm -hmm. because i'm probably can't. And she was like, you can't though. Hmm. And she was like the kind of just like an important person in my life. That was like a very big, like clicking point for me. And mm-hmm. that was like, Oh, okay. Like, I yeah, can't do I can be good at something. Yeah. And like, if I'm interested in it, it doesn't matter if I'm good at it now. I can yeah. be good at it. I can do it.
1: And also you don't have to be good at something to right. enjoy doing it. Also. Right.
0: You don't have to be good at something to pursue you know, knowledge. Yeah. Or whatever. The pursuit of knowledge mm, the is the of most important thing. Yeah. And what would your place be?
1: Okay. So here's my place. Which is crazy because I have been... I have done quite a bit of traveling and yet I always come back to this place. Mm-hmm. My friend Linnea, shout out to Linnea Ryan, has a cabin in a very tiny town in New Hampshire called Juana <laughs> New Hampshire... This town has more sheep than people, and that's a real fact. (laughs) Like New Zealand. (laughs) Like like New Zealand. Um, I think it's a town truly of, like, 50 human beings. It's out in the woods in the middle of nowhere. But her parents own this cabin, has owned this cabin for many years. And we, in our childhood, used to go to this cabin many times over the summer. And I always just felt at peace there, because there wasn't a lot of cell service, so you couldn't really, like, be on your phones... Um, we would take all of these excursions to some of these like waterfalls and these like swimming pools in New Hampshire. And so I had some really good memories there. And I just, I also, and I learned this recently, you can give me your answer to this question too. We, I was talking with somebody about elements, right? Like every, every, I don't know how much you believe in astrology, but every astrology sign has like an element attached to it. Um, I personally think my element is earth, like, because I feel most at peace. Are you an Earth sign? I don't think I am. I think I'm an Air sign. What is your sign? I'm a Gemini. Don't hate me. Don't
0: hate me because <laughs> I'm beautiful. Um, I'm an Earth sign. What are you? Aries. Right? I, I think that's Earth. Mm-hmm. Fire? We're going to find out.
1: I don't know much about Aries. I can't inform you on that. Um, I'm a Gemini, so I only really care about myself. But um, well, I think that's true. I think it is true. Is it? Is it? That's, that's one of the bad reputations we get. That
0: you don't care about yourself? That we do
1: care about ourselves. We oh, okay, only care okay, about yeah, yeah, ourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah I'm yeah. on board. No, I was like, Geminis like, are definitely <laughs> into themselves. Um, but yeah, so I think recently I've decided, contrary to what my astrology sign might say, I am an Earth person because I feel most at peace, surrounded by trees mm-hmm. and by like Earth colors, Earth throne colors. And- Deserts. Not the, not the desert. Not the desert? <laughs> no, you're like you not been a desert. The, the desert is fire. The desert is a no. Oh, okay. No, I need Tree. like shade. Okay. I'm pale. <laughs> <Me> too <laughs> i need trees. <laughs> Get that. Um, but yeah, so that's why I think that would be my
0: library. It's just like that a, is a beautiful place. Do you think that it is cuz it seemed like every person in the book, they described a couple What are they called? Jumpers? Loopers? Loopers? (laughs) Quantum Leap? Quantum Leap? (laughs) What are they called? Skippers? Oh, he had a name. Steppers? (laughs) Anyway, the people that, like, jump from life to life, um, everyone has a different place where they, like, where their their base is. Mm -hmm. And it seemed to be always a place with, like, a bunch of options. So, like, a video rental store, a bookstore, and a restaurant, I believe they said. That's a good point. (laughs) Maybe mine would be an Ikea. (laughs)
1: Yes. So you would just choose a piece of furniture. Would you, would you like get in? You sit in a chair and then it's a different life. (laughs) Or you get inside of a wardrobe. Yeah. And it transports you.
0: Yeah. You crawl under a table. Transports. You put a dish towel over your head. You put on one of those Ikea bag bucket hats different life pick up a fork you're gone <laughs> I, if, it, if we're going by comfort
1: place though well ikea brings you comfort i do think that's a fair answer i get, and stress and stress <laughs> if you're given an unlimited amount of money oh yeah well, in this ikea you don't No, have to it pay would for still anything. it would still bring me pain because of capitalism <laughs> um <laughs> which i do have a question on capitalism maybe i can jump to that okay sure segways we could do it. So, at one point in the book, I took notes on my little iPad. Um, I took notes too. Okay, this is not a <laughs> competition.
0: I took a note about how uh, Carrie Mulligan pronounced La Jolla. La Jolla. <laughs> Clearly,
1: Carrie doesn't live in California. <laughs> um, so, there was a quote in the book. This is pulled from the category of serious discussion questions that are not mine. I stole some of these from a website called The Bibliophile. You guys can go Mm. check it out. It's very comprehensive. There was a question on here that says, Do you think Nora's parents were good parents? And I, I paired that question with a quote that I had highlighted related to capitalism. I actually wrote capitalism in all caps in a scribble beside this quote. It said... Maybe it wasn't the lack of achievements that had made her and her brother's parents unhappy. Maybe it was the expectation to achieve in the first place.
0: Okay. I think we didn't hear anything about her parents besides that her dad wanted her to be an Olympic swimmer. I don't think they were bad parents. I think they were trying to give their daughter a life that they did not have, and they were a little bit misguided. Okay. I would agree with that, and here's why. Yeah.
1: So when my parents were raising me and my mom was raising me, my dad was there too. I don't know why I made that sound like she's a single mother. My dad is there. He's great. Um, But my mom, I remember very distinctly in the beginning half of my life, my mom was trying to push me towards having a hobby of some kind. I mean, I tried out gymnastics. I tried out some kinds of music that I did not do well at. Um, I was I in soccer. you would have been very adorable in gymnastics. Oh, I have pictures. I did ice skating, even cuter. Oh my god. Even cuter. Um, so I did all these things. I cycled through all these things. And I ultimately, I did not find the hobby that I was looking for. But what I took away from that is my mom was really trying to get me to find something I was passionate about. And I feel mm-hmm. like that's what Nora's parents were doing here. Yeah. They were just doing their best to try to get her to find something that she felt connected to. And maybe they pushed a little too hard, and I
0: think she definitely absorbed a lot of that. And I think we're also projecting a lot, because these parents were less than Mm two-dimensional. Almost no information about the parents. We know we're sad that they died. We know they maybe weren't, like, the most in love, I guess. Um, Her dad really wanted her to be a swimmer. And then she's like, oh, they always thought my brother would be better at stuff. And I'm like, why? Seems like her brother wasn't good at anything um the parents definitely favored the brother did they though because her dad was like i want you to be a swimmer i'm so invested in your swimming career and she's like oh but they always wanted my they thought my brother was good at everything it's like seems like they gave him instruments and That's they true they were invested in your swimming career and you it's didn't tell like the- them that you wanted to do something else and so they kept right. supporting your swimming career right she didn't speak up for herself maybe that was her mistake maybe i mean a child does not have to and, pro- and a lot of parents who do push their children to do things are abusive. But this, but we don't know because these parents are so one-dimensional. <laughs> As is. Here's another thing I had an issue with. Okay, go. The best friend character is Izzy. he? No dimension to that character whatsoever. I was like, if this book were written by anyone other than a straight man, <laughs> and there was a best friend character. That best friend character would have been a lot more pivotal, I feel. Yeah, I feel like she doesn't have a lot of conversations with her, Never. No. She's just this character that ran off to Australia. Yeah, and she's like, oh, she texted me about a whale. I'm like, if I... Listen, I- I've I've lost a best friend before. Tra- Tragique. Like, no. it's... They came back. But... <laughs> Oh, so they didn't die. No. Sorry. Oh, my God. Oh, no, no, no. I'm so sorry. Izzy dies in one
1: of these storylines. She does die in one of them. I wanted to clarify.
0: In all the other ones, even in the main one, she's like, oh, my God, she texted me back. There's no, like, there's no storyline in which they actually have, like, a meaningful relationship. That's true. They build out the boyfriends, the brother, the brother's friend. Izzy has nothing at all. And to me, I'm like my lives would be a lot more connected to my best friends. Yeah. That's, you
1: know, I'm just, I'm thinking now... A 35-year-old woman, a 35-year-old single woman... You you would be leaning on your friends a lot.
0: Listen, and like, if if she was, did have a falling out with her friend, that would be a much bigger part of the story. But you bring up something interesting, which I'm just now
1: realizing, is in the, the one storyline... So this girl in the book, Nora Seed... She is given the opportunity to try out all of these different lives, Um, and in one of her lives, she decides to pursue the life where she moved to Australia with her best friend, Izzy. Yes. In that life, the one life that (laughs) she chooses to live with her best friend... Yes. The friend dies. The friend dies. She dies in a car accident, and so she doesn't even get to experience what life would be like with her friend.
0: Yeah, she's like, oh, bummer, guess I won't try any other lives in which my best friend is alive. And... Uh, we don't learn anything about this best Learning. friend. I'm furious. So it makes me wonder,
1: Matt, Matt, are you okay?
0: Do you have any friends? Reach out to your friends. They miss Go you. Your friends. And don't just reach out to them and say, like, hey, love you. He's a, he's a picture of a whale. <laughs> like, FaceTime them.
1: They like to hear your voice. They're Call right. them, maybe. Ask them how their day went. Ask
0: them how their day. Make sure it's an okay time because they live in Australia.
1: Yeah, time differences are
0: hard. Oh, God. Okay. <clears throat> Speaking of logic questions, before we go on to your next question. Okay, okay, okay. Sometimes when she drops into a different life, it's the same time that her regular life would have been. Sometimes it's years ahead. Yeah. Why? <laughs> Why? Okay, now we can go on to your question. I don't think we need to talk about that, but... <laughs> I'm so sweaty. We're still in the closet. Thank you. <laughs> Oh, do you want to no. do you want to
1: sit by the hole in the wall because there's a breeze? Okay. Ah! Ah! Hey, I press the lights. <laughs> the lights went out, folks. Ow. There's a button on the top oh, right. God. I,
0: I can't. <laughs> we're we're doing this in the dark. Okay. Right. <laughs> this is going downhill. Yeah. Okay,
1: um, let me ask a silly discussion question. Yes. <laughs> okay. In one of her lives. Nora pursues her dreams of being an arctic geologist that might not be the right term I couldn't find the real name um at one point she's talking to her co-worker Ingrid who is spilling her heart out to Nora and Nora comments in her head this must be the hardest bit about being a spy the emotion people store in you like a bad investment so my question is
0: Maddie yeah
1: what would be the hardest part about being a spy
0: remembering details of who I'm supposed to be (laughs) (laughs) we've established I can't remember anything Maddie's slowly forgetting things, and that was what stressed me out about the book. Was that every time she dropped into a new life, she did? I was like, "What is the point of living any of these lives if you don't get any of the memories that's, that came with it?" That's true. Like because you have I'm to. Like, then I'm not living a life. I'm just like dropping into a stranger's life.
1: It did feel exhausting because every storyline, she was dropped into this life, and she had to pretend right. that she
0: was that person she was uh, dropping into. And then, like, according to the vague rules that were set out, if she liked the life enough. She would get to stay in it, and she would eventually, like, remember everything and forget about the Midnight Library. Right. The longer but,
1: she stays in the world, the more right. she starts to acquire memories yes. from that world.
0: But the premise was also that she feels, if she feels disappointed with the life, it will end. But that mm-hmm. did not seem to true whatsoever. No. No. Because she no. got attacked
1: by a bear in one of these lives. And yeah. she didn't flash away. Yeah. She was stuck there. Yeah. Um... My answer would be... Hardest part about being a spy. The Hardest part about being a spy, I would say, is pretending not to like the garbage music that I like. Um, (laughs) So, like, when a pop country song comes on and I start singing along and they're like, "Mm -hmm, you're, like, from Russia, why do you know this Morgan Wallen song? (laughs) That is when I would panic.
0: On that note, I also think I'd have a really hard time being, like, Suave if if it was yes. that kind of spy scenario, like I had to go to a, like a cocktail party, and not knock over a glass of wine,
1: <laughs> right? Yeah. And then attract the attention of everyone in the room. Yeah, like you're supposed to be incognito, and you're yeah. like spilling things. Uh huh. Yep. Yeah. Um, I could see that about you. Thanks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Um, do we want to do one or two more questions? I know you also have a very fun segment. I do plan. In mind. I do, but so, I think we
0: have time for one or two more questions. Okay. On page 221. Oh, yes. I know what you're talking about. You've memorized it. I listened to the audiobook, bitch. <laughs> in the the
1: uh, the version that you look at with your eyeballs, as we discussed, oh, okay. um, we cycle through a montage of Nora's many lives. It's the page where she's basically saying, in oh, this life, she did this. In this life, she did this. Do you know
0: which page you're talking yes. about? Yes. Because I was like, this is bad writing. <laughs> I think I skipped over most
1: of it, but this one line... It
0: was like... It was just like in Lena Dunham's memoir when there's like 10 pages of food diaries. Well, because it's, I think at this point in the book,
1: Matt had already written out like six Full storylines, like, there's the band storyline, there's mm-hmm. a, the storyline where she's an author, the storyline where she's the arctic geologist, which is not, still not the right word. So he's written out a couple, and I think he got lazy, and he was like, eh, she lives all the yeah. other lives. Because he literally, I think it's three pages of him just being like, in this life, and she, does this. she does this. And, and then then she this does this. And then she does this. And then she does this. And I was skimming over them, because I didn't think they were important. But, Maddie, <laughs> there's one that caught my eye. Oh. It's a single line, <laughs> and it goes, in one life... She only ate toast. So my <laughs> question is How was she alive? Yes. My question is what do you think that life looked like? How did she get to that point in her life?
0: And how long did she live? I think she was a kind of in a, like a self-imposed isolation. She probably lived in like a windowless room. Okay. <laughs> only had toast so she lived maybe
1: she lived in the wild and she was like living off the land
0: but she had toast there was a grocery store nearby
1: <laughs> And but she yeah. toast is very simple How, there's no way Doesn't you, offend can, the palate. you can't
0: live if you only eat toast you'd run out of nutrients yeah and it said that she couldn't go into any worlds in which she was dead so mm. veto Okay, so that the logic is off. Logic is, is what off. you're saying. Okay, no, that's. I fair. learned in an episode of Arthur that you can't bring one food to a deserted island and survive. <laughs> you have to bring all kinds of foods. D- is, did he only bring like grilled cheese? It was a thought experiment, in the episode Mr. Ratburn posed it.
1: How did it end?
0: <laughs> well, each kid was like, "I bring a hot dog. I bring strawberries." And they all die. And he was like, "Guess what? They're all wrong. You would have to bring a well a balanced meal." <laughs>
1: you could bring an acai. and then he like- got
0: gay married <gasps> did they block that on air no they showed it on air did you not know that no I didn't know that Mr. Ratburn got gay married on air first gay rat wedding <laughs> you you never heard gay <laughs> rat wedding right? circulating on the internet a couple years ago
1: uh, no of I didn't course. I didn't come across that milestone
0: well this in the closet is <laughs> is where you that's actually, where you learn these things
1: that's our spinoff series it's called in the closet in the closet <laughs> <laughs> breaks down um televised rat weddings yeah um my last silly question is in one of her lives Nora runs a winery called Buena Vista Wines hmm could we have been drinking that wine right now does that exist is there a version of that that exists
0: good question because it did exist in other lifetimes mm-hmm. and run by the same guy but not her yeah I mean, did Buena we poorly plan this? I was
1: actually just, that's just more of a note to myself to look this up to see if there is a Buena Vista Wines. Hmm. We're going to Google it right now. There is. There is a Buena Vista Wine. Buena Vista Winery in Sonoma, <gasps> California. Oh! <gasps> Can we order? We should
0: have ordered. Damn it. You know, next time. We'll just be one wine off every time. I will give Matt H. points. Um, I think he did a really good job at writing bad boyfriend microaggressions. You know what I mean? Like, the writing that he did of Dan was very good. I felt like it was very real. To just being kind of like a bad and unfortunately probably alcoholic boyfriend. Mm -hmm. Um, I also liked that it explored like, the inaccuracy of memory. Um but there also seems to be no consequences if you mess up in any of these lifetimes. So I thought that was a flaw. Okay, we define mess up. Like, like it, it seemed like if someone was like, wait a second, you don't remember anything you've ever lived. Nothing bad ever happened. No one was like, you go go to jail. <laughs> You're true. True part. true true. Okay. So that's that's about it. And I also just really liked the opening scene where she thinks someone is coming over to flirt with her and he's coming over to tell her that her cat is dead. <laughs> it felt like a, something that would happen to me. It's really the
1: nail in the coffin for her life. Yeah. Um, it I... actually is, though. <laughs> oh, maybe a bad reference. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to
0: tackle your game? I think so. I think we're ready for a game. Are you ready for a game, I'm ready Tyler? for a game. I've been ready for a game all day. Okay, so Maddie's this having been hyping the game. I have been hyping the game, so there's a lot to live up to, but... This is a game in which I read, Tyler, two one-star Amazon reviews for the Midnight Library and one review that I have made up. (laughs) And she has to decide which is the one that I made up. You ready for this? Oh, I'm born ready. Okay. We have three, you have three uh, sets of them. Okay. Okay. So first one um is about Wait, when do i guess do i guess immediately
1: after after, you read after
0: it? i say the three okay after okay. You read all three, okay so the first one is about the politics of the book okay okay, okay. review number one <laughs> title sucked review <laughs> the book arrived on time and in great shape i should mention a lot of the amazon reviews are just about the actual ordering of the book <laughs> the state of the box the when state it shows of the box the, okay. the book arrived on time and in great shape too bad the story is actual trash Some liberal story about a girl traveling through time. Also, it's not a happy story, and because of the sex, it's not good for kids. (laughs) That's review one. (laughs) Hang on, can I just. There was Uh one sex in the book. I'm pretty sure, right? I don't think they even described the sex. No,
1: As it was like, and they got in bed together, and they made love.
0: Yeah, and she, there was like one time where she was like, she fell out of a life because the sex was bad, <laughs> but they did not describe the sex. Yes, and at also, all. Fade also, black.
1: what makes the book liberal? That's my other question. It's also not about time travel.
0: So I, It's about multiverse travel. <laughs> I question whether or not he read the book. Yeah. Continue. Yeah. Sorry. So he one. or she. He or she. Or me. Or oh, you. Yes. Okay. Second one is called "Liberal Mess." Review. Not cool to write a story about heaven without God at center. Will not be reading more from this author. Not Christian. Okay? Okay. Third review is called Woke. Review. The book started off intriguing, but I'm already bored with it by page 150. I decided to return it as well. Halfway through the book, and there's already been a gay relationship, climate change, And a mention of God choosing his pronoun. This is at least book number three I've ordered that's been written within the past couple years and contains woke elements. If woke virtual signaling, (laughs) virtue signaling is what makes a good book for you, this one's a good choice. Um, Again, just to critique uh, the review, there was not a mention of God choosing his pronoun (laughs) name. they made that up also what climate change is in in the real world as well
1: that's a real thing in case nobody knew that um i am curious what confuses me about this review Uh is this person clearly knows the concept of virtue signaling (laughs) yeah so they've been across some liberal podcasts Mm -hmm. but they're trashing the rest of the liberal world so i don't know if they're like a liberal incognito or they're like liberal curious I
0: think the answer is that they are dumb
1: did you think they just googled that term on the internet and they were like this sounds fancy
0: I don't know was they me no, it's <laughs> are you self deprecating which <laughs> of these three was made up
1: remind me what the first one was called
0: first one was called sucked great. Okay. second one was great, called great, liberal great. mess Okay. okay and great. third one was called woke. woke, woke. Uh, I think <laughs> I'm gonna go with the
1: second one liberal mess
0: Tyler I have one thing to say you got it right that was the one I made up the one about not being Christian incredible
1: um do you want to know how I figured it out yeah because you come from a Catholic background and so I feel like there were the religious influences I could definitely sense in that that post but also you told me earlier today that there was a review that you read that cracked you up and
0: I think it was the third one guess what it was none of the three. <gasps> because we have two more sets. Ah oh, Yes! Okay. Okay. So set number two. This one's about the quality of the physical book. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Or digital. Depending. Okay. Okay, okay. You ready? First one's called Missing Chapter. Review. This book is missing the whole last chapter, which told me how it ended. I would not have known it, but members of my book group told me about the last chapter. Okay. That's the whole thing. That's the whole thing. Second one is a long title. The title is I could not read the novel because it was defective in loading. Review. The Midnight Library by Matt Haig was defective in loading and I could not read it. I tried Alexia to report it, but Alexia said I had it in my library. I tried to get Alexia to reload the novel, but she didn't understand. Okay. Um, Good I'll save more. my comments. I'll save my comments. Okay. The end. okay. Number three glitched constantly review tried to read this book on my kindle and not sure if it skips around in time or if it was my device i asked my book club members and they told me it was the app other books books work on my kindle definitely returning <laughs> which one was made up by me oh this one's hard
1: um well first i have a comment about number two yes and then i will guess mm-hmm. Um, I feel like the Alexa slash Alexia (laughs) did not allow the book to work for this person because he kept mispronouncing her name. Yes. So I think she took some control there.
0: Also, like, what does that I tried Alexia to report it. Like, what does that mean? (laughs) Was he like, and Alexia said, you have it in your library. And he said, Alexia, report. And she said, it's there.
1: Alexia, burn the book. Alexia, burn this book. (laughs) um so i'm gonna rule that one out uh because i think this person is disgruntled mm. i'm gonna say what was the first one called again missing my memory chapter. lasts exactly <laughs> 20 seconds
0: i i feel you the first one was called missing chapter oh that one okay here we go are you ready ready and no that one was real no i made up the one about it glitching constantly no okay okay Okay. Okay. Oh, She's good. This is my favorite one. This one is the wild card. Okay. Okay. Ready? I'm ready. And I'm going to tell you the names of the people who wrote these reviews because it really adds to it. Oh, ooh, fun. Okay. All right. New dimension. The first review is from Barb G titled, what a piece of old cheese. This is <laughs> all caps review. The minute you read the first few pages, you know exactly what will happen. The story is so trite, so forced, the explanation so phony and dumb, and this is on the bestseller list? Just awful. Harry Potter books are like Shakespeare compared to this fake. Okay? Okay. Review number two. This is by Terry L. Title, also in all caps. Can you frickin' give me a break, Matt? Review. I used to read the Magic Treehouse books. And those were better than this. I recommend those to anyone who wants to read this drivel. It's downright insipid, not to mention depressing. Someone found a thesaurus. Mm -hmm. The third one is by Janet Kay. Title, this is all lowercase, dumb book, period. Review, stupid book, period. I appreciate the minimalism.
1: Mm-hmm. I do. Um, okay, I, I'm i going to make an educated guess this okay. time around. Okay. I'm going to say number two is the one that you made up because the writer of that one uh-huh. is Terry. And oh, I know one of your
0: parents I is named Terry. you <laughs> forget that. Yeah. You're right. Well, good memory. I guess I would have known if yours was Michelle Michelle. <laughs> I'm surprised it wasn't, can you frickin' give me a break, Matt, that gave it away. Because
1: that's something I would write. No, the, the mat at the end of it definitely,
0: <laughs> definitely signaled Mattie. But the one that really, really gets me every time is, what a piece of old cheese this is. <laughs> I'm sad you didn't make that one
1: up, but I'm also no. not, because that means that's
0: real. Can I tell you something, though? Tell me, yes. The one I made up, can you frickin' give me a break, Matt, yeah. is pulled from Real Reviews i, I said oh, other parts so okay. there is one man that said i this is a ripoff of the magic tree house books which oh that <laughs> was one of my criticisms is um those are good books those are good books and they're about different things it's about children going back in time to magic important historical events yeah it's i mean it's the first and there's uh, no butterfly effect <laughs> In
1: those, it's the first introduction to magical realism we get as <laughs> children. So I think it's a, an important
0: um, piece of yeah. history. And to be fair, the person, the reviewer, was saying those are better than this. Okay,
1: book. okay, fair. But also, like, you, you know what? Never I mind.
0: Know. Yeah, no, I get. And it. also, multiple people calling it insipid. Really? Is a specific press, word? Don't think I could define.
1: Insipid. Use it in a sentence I've, I've, again. I have a vibe. <laughs> This book was insipid. Oh, do they are they thinking like
0: sinister? I think they're thinking like um like uh intrepid. <laughs> like um What's the word when you got nothing in the brain? Dumb?
1: No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> stupid book. <laughs> Dumb book. Parent. Dumb book, stupid book. And that's the game, folks. And that's she did it. That's she did it. If you were to put this on your own personal bestseller list Where would it be?
1: <laughs> um, so this is the the list of books I have read in my entire life? Yeah Like what number would it be?
0: Yeah Okay
1: How many do I get? 500? 5,000 5, 5,000? 5, yeah Oh my goodness 3,123 Wow, that's the number I would choose to Wow, really the same one? 3123.
0: One two three. One two three. Three one two three. Three one two three. Three one two three. Um the Which reason? is my oh, Social Security. I was gonna say your phone password. Password my PIN. <laughs> <It's>, okay. And <laughs> I'll say mine was at three thousand one hundred and twenty-three because as much as I have critiques of the book and I think it oversimplifies a lot of things, you know, there's too many variables in each life. Why, you know, whatever. Um, So the rules tripped you up. The rules tripped me up, but you know, whatever. I do think there is a, a beauty, there will always be a reason to write books like this. I think books where we explore the idea of like, you know, I don't like, that they call it string theory and multiverse and what all that. But I think books in which we explore the idea of like, what could have been, what happens after, you know,
1: can I give it a name? I have a name. I'm going to call it. What if propaganda?
0: (laughs) Yeah. I'm sick and tired of multiverse propaganda. I don't
1: need to know what my other lives look like.
0: I don't like thinking about Schrodinger's cat. (laughs) I do not. I also don't think this person, this philosophy person She likes the three most famous philosophers ever. Big whoop. Also, didn't didn't Thoreau do some bad shit? It wasn't he bad. Thoreau? He was in a cabin in the woods. Yeah, but I wasn't he like rich, and he was like, "Oh, I'm in a cabin in the woods," but it was like a cabin on his mom's. What fake news site did you read this on? (laughs) I hated this book because of the woke. There was a gay climate change. Thoreau was rich. God changed his pronoun. to gourd <laughs> to gourd yeah he uses gourd guard it's okay. gourd season okay squad <laughs> guards we need to get out of this dark hot closet
1: we have a layer of sweat we will bottle it and include it as something yeah, in like, our shop
0: yeah like those girls that sell their water <laughs> what good night and good luck and we'll see you in the cellar
1: Good night. That was cool. That was cool. I was I was hoping you would have a sign off because I haven't prepared one. Lick it, lick the (laughs) microphone, (laughs) and good good night. Good night. Goodbye. Goodbye.